We are so glad you are here. That's Thank right. you for listening. Yeah. Honoré is going to wow us with her brilliance about book marketing. And we're going to talk about the marketing with my book strategies. Yeah. yeah. This is where it gets fun. It does. This is chapter nine. If you guys are following along, which you should be by now, because we've done all the videos we've been saying, go get the book, read the book. This is You Must Market Your Book by Honoré Corder. Yeah, I'm just curious if you're watching the video about chapter nine, do you have the book? Leave a message in the comments, please. I'd like yeah. to know. Yeah. I've got two copies of this book. I didn't even realize I had two copies of this book until the other day when I was moving my office and I picked up one copy and then picked up another copy and said, Oh, look, I'm like, I really do have two copies. Like I've been saying, I didn't believe Only myself. Two? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, technically I have three because I do have one in my ebook file too. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. Thank you. But this one, um, it, it doesn't leave my desk. The other one ah. is on my, above my camera, which you can't see. There's a whole row of my nonfiction books. And of course, this is in there with all the other honoré quarter nonfiction books that I have. Um, Amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. But this one doesn't leave my desk. So I had to buy two copies so that I had a working copy at all times that I could flip through, write in, take notes, everything. I now have an upstairs Kindle and a downstairs Kindle. So I, mm. I understand. Really? Yeah. Wow. I never thought about doing that. I guess um, I guess I do do that with my phone and my Kindle. They sync. They sync, right? Yeah. Well, I always I have the mobile Kindle, also known as my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then I have an upstairs and a downstairs. You know, the thing I love about my mobile Kindle, like the mobile app versus my, my, and I have a Kindle scribe, so I can't like, you know, I'm a little spoiled because it's like the yeah. top of the line Kindle, um, is that I love scroll reading, like being able to scroll. Ugh. So there's times when I'm like, mm, I think I'm just going to read on my phone. And then there's like a little guy on my shoulder saying, but you have a scribe. <laughs> you need to use the scribe. How are you going to take notes without the scribe? Yeah. So anyway, um, in my paper copy of You Must Market Your Book, which stays on my desk that I religiously read, um, chapter nine talks about marketing with your book and not necessarily marketing your book directly, right? And I love that you start chapter um, nine of the book, paragraph three. So if you guys are looking in the book, the subtle difference between the strategies of marketing your book and marketing with your book is that the latter centers solely on using your book to find new clients or engage new business, which means this thing becomes the tool to bring you business. You're not necessarily marketing the book, you're marketing with the book and that in right. turn markets the book. And I love that. I love that. Me too. Yes. But Me too. You, you go into some strategies and the first one is always to have a copy of your book on hand. So what does that look like in your world? Well, it, it looked like about 45 minutes ago, I was meeting with a prospective client and in walks a friend of his and he says, oh, you got to meet this guy. He needs to write a book. So the guy comes over, we stand up, they hug, we shake hands. What do you do? I help people to write, publish, and monetize their books. And he's like, you do? He's like, I want to write a book. And Eric said, that's what I told her. And I said, he said, do you have a business card? And I said, yep, I sure do. And I whipped out one of these puppies. Mm. And I said, 
I actually don't have business cards. I don't have them printed anymore, but I'm happy to give you a copy of this book, Eyes as Big as Saucers. Really? That's amazing. So in that moment, opportunity presented itself and I walked through the door. I gave him a copy of my book. So now there's a copy of my book that is in motion. It is in the hands of someone who may or may not read it, may or may not write a book. That's not the point. The point is that when preparation meets opportunity, we're going to call that luck. You're ready. You've got a book on hand and you can pass it out to someone and help them with the contents of your book and potentially with what's available after they finish reading your book. Right. And so you, you keep copies of your book on hand. I think this is one of the the things that um, really benefits self-published authors. We can get author copies yes. at a relatively low price. Um, yeah. If you're trad published, you obviously have to work out um, an author copy price with your with your publisher. Um, yeah, that's generally in the in the contract. They're generally right. going to be fifty percent of retail or something like that. So it's right. still going to be an investment, but. Depends on the job of the book, right? Whether you want to, I'll give someone a, a, a book that cost me a few dollars because they're going to buy something that has a comma in it. So the return on that investment is huge. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, not to date the, the, the episode here, but I think when I buy a copy of my book, it costs me just under $3. You know, it's, it's crazy. And what's your hourly consulting rate? Two fifty. Yeah. And what's your course price range? Anywhere from 8,500 up to 50,000, depending on right. the project. So would you spend $3 to make $250? Yes. Cause that's an eight X return on your investment. Would you spend $3 to make $50,000? That's like an 800 million percent increase <laughs> return on investment. Yeah, It's just an interesting way of thinking. Cause I do get a lot of pushback from people who say, well, maybe you have the budget. They don't say it like that. Maybe you have, maybe Honoré has the budget. Well, maybe they do a little bit. Um, <laughs> Some people do. Maybe you have the budget to pass out books, but I don't have the budget to pass out books. And ultimately, if you keep in mind that the number one way people discover a book is through a recommendation, so if you can plant the seed of a book, it's going to grow a tree right. of book recommendations, right? So if you plant the seed of giving a book to someone, it's going to possibly come back to you in an hourly rate. So between $250,000 and $50,000. And then if you've made 8x your investment or 8 million x your investment, that then allows you to invest some money back into the business, i.e. buy more books to plant into the world. Right. Love it. And you actually kind of sprinkle a little extra special on this whole book exchange because your next section talks about, oh, and also have a Sharpie on hand at all times. Correct. Um, well, no one really wants to get a book that from the, from an author that isn't signed by the author. Right. The next question is always, can I pay you? No. Will you sign it? Yes having a Sharpie. And so maybe a little granular how I am prepared for all of this, because I think that's helpful. I have a tub in the back of my car and it has books in it. I have Sharpies in every one of my handbags. Um, and I keep, a because I have more than one book, I keep a few copies of each book with me. Mm -hmm. And then I'll grab one or two based on what I'm walking into. 
because write your first nonfiction book is very popular because everybody wants to write a book. It's smaller than you must write a book. It's less expensive to purchase than you must write a book. Um, I can carry more copies of it. I'm going to give it away more often. But if I go to a networking event, I'll generally take five copies of write your first nonfiction book and one hardcover of you must market your book. Mm. If I meet someone who's an author, then I say, oh, hold, please. I have a, I have a gift for you. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. The book that we're, that we're reading right now, I'm just passing that out to people that I meet that are already authors. Mm. And it's just one, one more way to make it discoverable. I love that. It's so cool. I mean, and it is such a fun thing to do as an author to give your book to somebody. Um, It actually became like this thing where I had to, like I keep a box of books in my truck and I keep a Sharpie in there and um, I mean, I was in a coffee shop one morning with, with, uh, Tammy, we, we were like, we dropped the kids off at school. We're hanging out and two seats down was this lady who owns uh, a business and she's talking to a potential client and the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, she'd be, you know, the way she's handling her clients, she'd be really good at putting this into a course and teaching other people how to do this. So we went out to the truck and I grab a copy of my book and I sign it real quick in the inside. And, um, and I stuck a, a a business card in it as a, cause I'm trying to get rid of my business cards <laughs> because I don't need them anymore. <laughs> stuck it in yeah. there as like a bookmark, you know? And, uh, and I just, I just walked in and said, Hey, I don't want to interrupt your conversation here. I wanted to give this to you. I think you're awesome. Have a great day. And I got an email from her in like four days asking all the Love questions. It. So Love it. it's amazing. Um, so next time, next time, grab a copy of your book, sign it before you go into the coffee shop. Hmm. And don't leave with it. That's a good point. Just leave one on the table. Whenever I go to a hotel for a networking event or I go to a coffee shop, there's always a shelf somewhere. So as I'm walking out, I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to leave this right here. Because you never know when someone's going to discover it. And I've had that happen. I've had people discover my book in a Starbucks, um, right. you know, one of those newspaper baskets or whatever, like yeah. I'll just stick it in there whenever I go. And I've had, where did you find my book? You know, it's the weirdest thing. I was in a Starbucks and somebody had left it in the, in the newspaper basket. And I'm like, I'm horrified. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone dropped that in a Starbucks. What? Someone dropped that in a newspaper basket in a Starbucks. Like <laughs> what? Oh, wait, that was me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I did that. So is this the seeding your market? Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the ways you can seed seed the market. I think about seeding the market as planting the seed of my book everywhere I find myself. Hmm. When I traveled a lot by airplane, I would never go on an airplane without five or six copies of my book. And if the person next to me was not someone I was having a conversation with, I would get off the plane and I just leave a copy of the book in the seat back pocket in front of me. And if you don't have a budget for books, you can also get postcards or bookmarks or something like that and just leave that. And that's that's a fraction of, of that investment, especially when you're getting started. I would leave them in and still do on occasion. I don't travel as much as I used to, but I will leave them in hotels mm. on the on the table, sometimes uh, in the in a room, in the room I'm staying in. Um, if there's breakfast or there's a bar area or a lounge area, I'll leave it in there. If I'm in the the Admirals Club at the airport, I'll leave it, you know, I'll leave a couple of copies there. Um, coffee shops, 
um, my most ninja act was to leave one uh, in a bookstore where the where the book would go if it was if it was ordered by the bookstore and then let them not sell it to the person or sell it to the person. I remember I left one in the bookstore that was right down the street from where I lived and they called and they were like, we have a book here, but what do we do with it? And I said, sell it, (laughs) sell it. And I will bring you more. It's not a problem. There's more where that came from. It's thinking creatively about where you go, Hmm. where people might be stuck and need something to read, like the dentist's office, the doctor's office, the gym, wherever people are, and there's an opportunity for you to just leave behind a book with a blessing, right? Just, I hope this finds the right person. I hope this blesses the right person, benefits the right person. And then you just never know what's going to happen. And when my mother-in-law and my father-in-law were still doing a lot of traveling post-retirement, I would give them a box of books. And I would say, okay, when you guys stop to get a sandwich or you stop, to, you know, use the restroom, just leave a book somewhere. And they were like, just leave the book, (laughs) just leave the book, just leave the book because they were traveling all over. They would go on a 13 state tour. And I was like, please, by all means, leave my book in states I haven't been to or haven't been to in a long time or may not get to in a while. Mm -hmm. And let's just see what happens. And they were willing uh, participants in my, my uh, book banditry. So this is, this is so much fun because my initial hesitation with this was my book was niched down to course creators. So I was like, man, what are the odds? Like that someone that's interested in course creation is going to be interested in this. And then a second I like, like thought, why is that even a thing in my mind? Why is that even a thing? Because you never know. Someone's going to pick it up and go, my friend has a book. They should turn into a course. I'll give them this book. If you have a willing participant, send a box of books to a friend in another place and have them run around. Mm. You know, my friend Renee. Yep. And I gave Renee a bunch of teachers books, the miracle morning for teachers and just said, go to the schools that where you grew up and went to school, go talk to the administrators and just give them copies of the books and see if they're interested in ordering the books. And guess what? When I go into my little Facebook group, I can see that there's a little like um, pod of people in that area where she lives that are, you know, that have signed up for the Facebook group or have joined the email list. It's just, you know, an interesting thing. So, uh, you know, some of your books, I'm not, you know, it's not above me to go, oh, you have a book. I have a course book for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's a recommendation. So it seems self-serving perhaps a little for me to give away my books, obviously, but it's not self-serving at all for me to give away anyone else's book besides mine. So why would authors not work with each other to cross pollinate and recognize each other and recommend each other's books? Right. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. And um, it, it just opened my eyes to such a, a, a fun and giving way to kind of share your book. It feels so much less, uh, you know, there's a lot of people have a hang up about marketing. They're, they're creatives. They, they haven't really gotten comfortable with the idea of selling their product yet. And one of the ways I think you can easily start down the path of marketing your book without having to do something that does feel uh, that way, if you're looking to ease into the pool and start, you know, getting comfortable with getting the word out about your book is to give it away. Like it's okay to, to put it in those places and just walk away and let it live. Um, almost every coffee shop I went in in town uh, was like, Hey, how can we help you? And I'm like, 
hey, I've got this book. I'm a local author. Would you mind if I donated a copy to your book library? I see you guys over. They were like, what? They were like so excited. They're like, yeah, appreciate that. Yes. And then I'm like, yeah, make a note to stop back by in a couple months in case somebody needed that copy and they and they let them have it or whatever. And you can just replenish their stock. Um, That's who cares? That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You, because if someone took it, that means they might be interested. Yeah. And you never know. I get an email when I, people who join my email list, I will ask them, how did you discover me? Mm-hmm. And there's, there's sometimes the, I've been following your work for years. I read this book and then this book and then this book and then this book. And that very first book might have been discovered somewhere. And then they go, Hmm, I really like that. Lucas. What else did he write? What else has he got? Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Only um, if it's the books where you kill people. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a de- definitely, you know, in that case, I'm 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 grateful for the algorithms directing the right people in the right place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So I guess one last question about this topic is that when you you obviously have to have books um, to be able to mm-hmm. donate the books, and in the in 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 this chapter, you talk a bit about like making sure that you order enough beforehand and that you order them in bulk. Um, yes. Now, is the ordering them in bulk, is that just for the benefit of saving some money with a bulk order? No, not necessarily, because the if you order them in bulk, um, unless you're ordering from a private printer, you're going to be ordering them print on demand from Amazon or IngramSpark, and it, the cost per book does not go down the more books you buy. So that's not really a thing. I just want people to think about it abundantly. Right. When I order books, I'll order 50 copies. And then I have that moment where I'm like, what am I going to do with 50 copies? I better get rid of them. Right. A book at rest is money at rest. A book in motion is money in motion. So when I have spent money on buying my books, even though it's a couple bucks per book, right. So I'm not going to spend more than $200, including tax and shipping on 50 books. Right. But I've got to get them out. I've got to get them out of, off my shelf, out of the box and into the hands of people who can use them. I don't, I try not to keep books very long and I keep them in an obvious place mm. where I'm looking at the stack of books going, oh, I need to get those out of here because they're not right. helping an author who could use them. Mm. I actively am seeking prospective readers and offering copies of my book to them, right? And so that is, the, the question is why order in bulk is so that you have more than you need when you need them. Because there's nothing like, well, I'm going to order five books and then I'm going to protect them like they're the Holy Grail, right? I'm just going to hold on to these. Okay, now I have four. Now I have three. I'm starting to lose. I'm starting to have a panic panic attack, right? I'm starting to- <laughs> Feel the pressure. Be, right, I'm feeling the pressure. If you have an abundance of books, then it's just a game. It's like, where can I put these books? Who can benefit from them? And then when I have friends that go on trips, I'm like, hey, can you take this and just stick it somewhere? just see the market for me. And I'm not tied to it coming back. I'm not worried about that 8X or 8 billion X return on my investment. I just know that the book's getting out there and the more it's out there, the more it's coming back to me multiplied. And that's, that's my goal. Love it. Love it. Well, I, yeah, it was funny. I was talking to somebody, uh, about bulk ordering books and, um, uh, they own a small press and they said, yeah, we we didn't realize we could save money on bulk orders. And I said, oh, wow, 
how many do you have to order? And they were like a thousand or more from Ingram. And I was like, oh, wow. And immediately I thought about your story about when you had ordered a bulk order of your books and they were all delivered to your house. Yes, I ordered 5,000 books and they were delivered. It was like the truck arrived and I knew it had arrived because I heard the backup beeping. Beep, beep, beep. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, here we go. 20, 24 boxes, 22 boxes. I don't even remember. Something in the 20s. And the guy just rolled up the pallet. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Now what do I do? <laughs> well, those books were sold because the minute I ordered 5,000 books to get the lowest price, it was 5,000 books for $4,000. Oh, wow. And so it was the better business size book, right? The skinny, the tiny one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, those kids are, I had already sold 5,000 and 5,000 more. And was on my third order of 5,000. Wow. So then I just had to direct them. Because you were doing direct sales of the book at that point in bulk? Yeah. 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 So there's, you know, that, and I asked that question for a very specific reason, because I think some people are nervous about, okay, well, if I order a bunch of books and I don't end up giving away as many as I thought, but I bought them in larger quantities so that I could be ready. What, what can I do with these books? You can, you can direct sell them if you feel like you have too many to, to do what you need to do. Right. As far when as I say order in bulk, I mean, order 25 or 50 or a hundred, right. not order. Don't order 5,000 books. If you don't, if they're not spoken for. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, that was an early amateur mistake that I quickly was able to compensate for hmm. because I was taking the advice of Mark Victor Hansen, who said, ask you know, do seven things every day to market your book. So I got right on it. Right on it. I started dialing for dollars as they say, right? But in in retrospect, I wouldn't order 5,000 copies of Write Your First Nonfiction Book and then attempt to sell them. I would say, okay, I'm gonna, I I can order 5,000 for $4,000, which now that's not a real number, right? It's more like 5,000 for Hmm. $25,000 because 20 years have passed, not really, probably 5,000 copies for $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't spend $10,000 without knowing that I was going to make $200,000 back. I would, I would be pre-selling them, um, before I would buy them. Right. Perfect. Well, look at, I made a mistake though. You don't have to. There you go. Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) I know other people watching this and listening to this will appreciate that. So, um, well, um, Honoré, thank you so much for sharing, uh, your insights into, marketing with your book. Uh, we have two more chapters left in this run um, so that we uh, we can we can wrap up the You Must Market Your Book series. I Guys, if you haven't watched the previous episodes of these videos or listened to the previous episodes on the podcast, please go back and listen. Um, they're in order. We intentionally didn't break up this series so that you could listen to them in order. And um, it's just wildly fascinating and insightful. Honoré, as always, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Guys, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, push all the buttons. Check out Honoré. Check us out at EBMC, um, the EmpireBuildersMasterclass.com. If you want more insight into Honoré and her wonderfulness, check out HonoréCorridor.com. And uh, check the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Literally, there's a check in the mail to you right now. Okay. <laughs> Not for that. I have to put another check in the mail, but thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it's accompanied by a bill. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Honoré. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Lucas. <laughs>